The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. to another episode of Wookiee Radio. It is the Smugglers 3 minus 1 uh, exponent. Right now, it's just the two of us. It's Ken, myself, Mike. We may or may not have Derek. Depends on when the port releases him from his medical deliveries that he was doing. Actually, honest delivery instead of the normal uh, smuggling we, we do on the smuggling. Uh, everything we deliver is honest. Everything. Okay, everything we deliver. Well, the show we deliver honestly. We give our Dang. honest opinions on, about it. Um, like I said, it's Ken and Mike. Uh, Derek will be hopefully joining us. If not, uh, we will catch him next week. Uh, but Ken, I have a scavenger on with us tonight. Uh, he's a scrapper, and actually, f- I thought he was part armor. I think that's what he does with his scrap metals that he finds. Ah, okay. Uh, sort of like, and, and we have Will from Rebel Sabers on with us tonight. How's everyone doing? Doing good. How are you guys? Doing great. Doing fantastic. I'm I'm kind of sitting here being quiet because I'm flipping through the website <laughs> and drooling. Um, now, Rebel Sabers is fairly new, yes? Uh, a year or two old? Yeah, we started at the end of 2019 and uh, been going strong ever since. I will say uh, we have a review. Uh, Zoe and I uh, have a review up on the on the silvers, the silvers line, uh, the quick silver and the dark silver of the um, from y'all, and I've seen my share between Vader's Vault, um, that other company that starts with the initial U.S. that is becoming a <laughs> a, a no no. They're almost becoming the the ones that remain nameless in Star Wars or in the in the Saber Guild. Um, you know, having seen those. You know, the three in person, because uh, I saw Vader's Vault and the other company at Megacon here in Orlando. Uh, I am really impressed with y'all's sabers, and I really like the feel and the grip. Um, to me, it's what saber should feel like. Of course, I live and work here at Disney, and the sabers we have, they're they are great, but a little bulky. Yeah, um, they're, they're pretty nice designs, though. So how did you guys, uh, you and your partners, 
get started with Rebel Sabers? Well, um, I had a martial arts studio. I was teaching martial arts, and my students were um, wanting to learn Japanese sword. And we were in a we had a lot of kids in there, so I just didn't want to be swinging three-foot razor blades around. And so I was like, how about we use shinies or bowpins? And then uh, someone was like, what about lightsabers? <laughs> <laughs> and I've been a lifelong Star Wars fan, so we're like, okay, let's check that out. I don't think any of them can withstand actual combat, but let's look into it. And I went through several different models until I found um, the manufacturer we use now. And I got a few of them, and we were just beating the crap out of them, and they held up, and we are just like, okay, let's use these. And then I got a, probably like 20 or so for everybody, and then the pandemic hit. This is we were out in California, so they shut all gyms down. Oh. So it was like, oh, well, what am I going to do with all these lightsabers? <laughs> so then I was like, well, I'll just, I'll just offload them, and then just kind of like the idea spiraled from there. I was like, well... I don't have a studio anymore or for who knows how long. So why don't I just make business from this and the rest is history. Hey, if that's, it, it seems like that may have been the way you were able to survive a pandemic of last year. Yeah, it's, yeah, definitely. It, it's been a huge blessing. It's, um, you know, martial arts was a labor of love. I didn't really think, big money with that but uh rebel savers is really just you know made dreams come true <laughs> awesome so um i had a thought for a second <laughs> oh um when it comes to designing because these lightsabers are beautiful some of them obviously are um recreate your guys's take on what we've seen on screen but there's plenty of other ones on your yeah, site so. that are unique to you uh how who does the actual design of what the lightsaber is going to look like before you guys go into actually manufacturing and everything else do you guys just sit down and draw them out or how's that work what's the design process like yeah um yeah basically some of them are um, variations of screen ones um and then like the lights avenger is kind of like a a solid neck leia for example oh, okay. um and then some are just just like yeah draw literally draw it out on a napkin you know, and then just doodle them out and then um get them converted to you know 3d modeling and tweak them from there but usually um, inspiration from other hilts or um, the extended universe has been some good inspiration like just some like a, some unknown comic and you're like oh that's kind of cool you know use pieces from that or um, sometimes um, some customers have submitted designs and we've used those too um, so yeah pretty much just kind of stuff like that what? Since you said customers have submitted designs, we may need to talk. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. And if, you know, basically the deal I do is um, any anything we use, we'll make, and then I give whoever designed it a free one, basically. Hey, hey, Kat, That's awesome. We may have to come up with one based around Wookiee Radio. 
a a, a scoundrel like, yeah, or a awesome. smuggler a smuggler saber. I mean, or something with some wood inlay and stuff to lean into the Wookiee side. Yeah, like uh, what was that Wookiee's name? And was it uh, uh Republic or Rebels? Oh yes, yes, yes. Oh, I forget his name. Oh, I don't you. remember. He had uh, yeah, the wood. High Republic has yeah, I'm um, pretty sure it might have been right. Has a, one of the pad ones is a Wookiee. Yeah, and then if you go all the way back to the um, Young Jedi Knight series. You had Lobaka. Yeah, uh, and the one from High Republic oh, is yeah. Bariga. Is what Baraga? Baraga or or Burry. Yeah. Uh, I am trying to find the Jedi from uh, Clone Wars. Gunji. Gunji is his name. Gunji, yes. <laughs> I wish they yeah, made it. all wood and his people. Now, if you, if you look at the pictures of um, Moriga's lightsaber, his is a cross is a cross blade, similar style as uh, as Kylo. Yeah, the High Republic has a couple of them that yeah. are like that. There's a totally different design yeah, and stuff have, because um, of the history. Yeah, totally. We have a couple cross blades like that, and then we have uh, the Mystic Knight, which has kind of more like a stylized suba, and it's kind of High Republic inspired, with the gold and silver. Right. That's actually the one I keep going back to and looking at because it's like, it's just beautiful. Okay, yeah, that's probably my favorite. I I have found uh, it's on a website called sabersourcing.com. Um, will I'll send you this through Messenger link to this. Okay. Uh, so you have it for reference, and then uh, and I'll send it to you through here through Skype. Since I don't know if Will could check Skype easily with where he's at, <laughs> or, or load up a, a link. Yeah, my satellite internet's not great. Oh, you're you're doing you're doing solid. You know, thankfully the, the first order is not jamming your signals. We 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 uh, play along with we're in the current universe as like Galaxy's Edge. You know what? It's okay, baby. <laughs> oh, so let's start. Um, so they're listing all the Wookiee Jedi and their remarkable lightsabers. This was an article that came out last year. Uh, Lobaka and his salvaged parts lightsaber. <laughs> salvaged parts. <laughs> that sounds similar to like what Ray's did with her. Like, yeah, yeah, looks a bit like Luke's a little. Mm-hmm. It, it does. Um, Obi Wan's. Yeah, a lo- little bit of everything. I, I wish we could see a better, better picture of the the hilt because yeah. the two different pictures. Uh, the one looks. Yeah, they look totally different. The, the the bottom section it, it's they're two different sabers. Mm-hmm. Depends on yeah, the artist totally. when they were drawing it. Yeah, who you felt like. Yeah. Uh, then we have Tavoka. Uh, I don't remember what he what his is from. That kind of looks like the Dooku or something. His own that almost looks like a wood version of the Fulcrum Ahsoka's Fulcrum sabers. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, then Gunji with his wood hilt saber. Yeah, that one looks really, really cool. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, like Buryaga and his uh, cross guard. But his cross guard doesn't have energy coming out the sides. It's just a standard <laughs> uh, metal yeah, cross guard. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Uh, then there's Kiriloka, and Can you see we, what his looks like. No, but they don't. They don't tell where these Wookies came from. <laughs> That's when you take the names and you just go to Wikipedia with it. Yeah, but uh, uh, doing a scalva- uh, a salvage parts lightsaber would be right up our alley. Yeah, I would think. That, yeah, that'd be cool. That that could so, be fun. Mm-hmm. 
So you were look. You said you um, and I've read on your website you were saying how you wanted to make um, sabers that could stand up to actually dueling and stuff. Which in the last couple of years, lightsaber dueling has become an actual sport in some countries. Like over in Europe, it's an actual recognized yeah. sport, like fencing. Um, now, what goes into actually make? What do you mean by tough? When you say we say you were designing lightsabers that would stand up to <laughs> full on combat, what is this? <laughs> to me, uh, what's going to make a duel worthy lightsaber is um, first of all it has to have like an internal chassis that keeps the battery the board um, the leds if it's in hill um all like contained and protected and just you know absorb all that vibration um so we have we have that we have a full chassis and our cores are kind of all in one so you can just slide it out put in a new one um, upgrade in that way things like that um and then the the blade obviously needs to be able to withstand, you know, banging. So um, polycarbonate is what they make riot shields out of. So that's what we make our blades out of. Um, okay. And uh, I, I'd, I'd say they're pretty much indestructible, um, short of like. Samurai there's sword. actually a YouTube video of some guy who tests it against a katana <laughs> and it, it withstands like four or five strong hits from those sharpened katana before it finally gets cut in half. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, now, is it a solid piece of polycarbonate or is it yeah. like hollow or? It's um several millimeters. It is hollow because they got to let the light up inside. Mm-hmm. They have two different grades. Um, the mid grade is for the, the in-hilt. Um, which is basically the LED is mounted inside the hilt itself and shoots a light up into the blade. And then um, the other is a heavy grade blade, which is, it's thicker and it's a little bit heavier. It's a lot more rigid. Um, getting hit by those feels similar to getting hit by a Boken. Ah, okay. That was <laughs> actually my next question. The, um, if, um, the pixel. if you wanted to actually duel with someone <laughs> with a Boken, would this stand up? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, th- I think the one video... Uh, I've done that myself. I, th- I think the one video with the uh, Katana, they start off with a... It's a like a heavy Boken, or a heavy... Uh, or was that a, 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 oh, yeah. a heavier wood Katana? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he has got that double thick wooden Boken thing going. Yeah. That's the one that they end up eventually bringing out the sword to cut it. <laughs> yeah, and, and, but, and yeah, I love so the I love the guy's comments. Broken. I love the guy's comments in that video. <laughs> Hold up to my standard. Yeah, it's fine. Like, right? You're gonna take a lightsaber, well, you know, up against the artist. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so then the heavy grade houses the pixel blade, which has LEDs all up through the blade. Um, we make those heavier grade because. Um, it's more susceptible, you know, but since the LEDs are inside the blade itself, it could be with the mid-grade, there's a chance that one really hard hit, there might be some damage. But um, we have not had them had any issues. People do extremely hard with them, and they hold up fine. And then the final piece, I would say, that makes a saber dual-worthy is um, how it's pretty much the emitter design and how deep the blade will set into the emitter. Um, if it's too shallow, it can cause a lot of leveraging on the lip, um, which could cause the blade to either pop out or, you know, if it's really a thin wall to the emitter, it could cause it to chip or crack even. 
So you got to have decently thick emitter and set deep so they can withstand that kind of pressure. Okay. Um, one go through the sounds is uh, we kind of cycled through the the names in our video, and there's one that I I probably got wrong, and I'm, I'm sure you'll correct me. Uh, but there was one we just didn't know what it was. So um, Zoe has the Skywalker sound. Of course, it's racing Skywalker. Uh, it's, it's I'm, I'm assuming it's the sound bite from the end of uh, Rise of Skywalker. And that one's supposed to encompass the, <laughs> the Anakin Luke Ray hilt, the, the traditional hilt that has carried through the three films. Yeah, with the graphics. Okay. Right after that, there is a sound that it just goes with art. That's the one we didn't know what it was. Yeah, that one's, um, it's kind of just, a, I would call it generic. Not it's not really styled after a specific character. Okay. It's just, uh, it's, yeah, just kind of, um, it's kind of like one thing I like about um, the savers that aren't, you know, a character saver are the, you know, like, if you want to have your own character kind of thing, if you want to role play your own unique right. character, then you can have a sound that's not tied to somebody, you know, in that regard. Gotcha. Now, the next uh, one, the next ones is, is it Grievous or is it Kenobi? Is this Grievous saying Kenobi? So I, I think <laughs> we initially said Grievous in the video. But I, I want to say I'm wrong. Is Kenobi's saber sound that we're hearing? You're correct. It's okay. Yeah, it is. It's just Grievous is the best person to say Kenobi since he says it. Now it makes sense. That's, you know, the, the ultimate, like, the hello there, General Kenobi. Yes. It's my Grievous accent. <laughs> um, then we have Cal Kestis from Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, there's Dooku. There's Palpatine. There's Kylo. There's... Um, Vader, which is the one that I use. So I always love Vader's. Yeah, it, yeah, that one's so good. I, I want to say Vader's was the one always used in most of the electronic ones when we were kids. It was it was Vader's yeah, saber. I think so. Um, but I've always loved the sound of his saber. Uh, I feel like I'm missing someone. Um, There's Skywalker, Kenobi, generic, Dooku. You get the dark saber in there. Oh, dark saber. Yeah, and and you def and that one was tricky because it's like, wait, you've got something I want. I'm like, wait, wait, I know that. <laughs> then I realized, oh, it's Gideon. It's okay, throw away. <laughs> it was Gideon. Yeah, I'm off Gideon. Um, so dark saber. Oh, I want to go through that list again. Generic Skywalker, Nobi, Dooku, Palpatine, Vader. Dark Saber, Kestis, and I'm missing one. Well, while you're thinking about that, how do you actually switch through the different sounds and stuff on this? Is there oh. like a button on it that you just keep hitting? Your your ignition button uh, is great. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, we talked about this in the video. It comes with cards with the instructions. And with Zoe's, I could do it real quick. Little best cards. With, with mine, it, it's it's getting better the more I use it. But it's just finding, because I have fat thumbs, it's just finding that sweet spot. Basically, you hold you hold it until it flashes. The ring around the ignition switch flashes three times. Okay. And then it'll, it'll tell you what the sound is. While the blade's off. Yes, while the blade's off. So it, it's, it's so and cool. And that's the base, uh, or the base. Lid. And then the the pixel blades, they, they act a little differently. But, but yeah, that's pretty much, you can do, you, got, you can change your different sound themes. Um, you can also do the music 
and the different volume controls. Now that that's on the uh, pixel, right? On your on yours on the base slit, you can do this. Okay, so I could turn it on and have theme music. I did not think that was possible on ours. Um, I know we took it out on the very latest, so I'm not sure if you've seen that one. But if you hold, if you just hold it when the blade's off, you hold it all the way until it won't flash anymore. If it doesn't play the music, then it's it doesn't have it anymore okay. on that one. I'll have to check. I think it's only one music on ours. It was kind of a hit and miss kind of feature. Um, a lot of people, some people liked it, but most people, because <laughs> once the music started, you had to like cycle through all of the soundtracks to get it to turn off. And so <laughs> I would just, you accidentally start the music, you'd be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> cool. One. Well, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. No, go ahead. You start first. Um, okay. Well, we've covered the sounds and uh, how you design these. What other features are um, are there that's on all? Because I know we'll get into the um, different series because you have four different um, levels basically or series of lightsabers here. But what do you have? What features are on all of them? Like the with the lighting and everything else. Gotcha. Um, well, yeah, that's a good question. Basically, between the initial series through the master series. The electronics are actually the same. The saber cores inside are the same. So if you get the $90, you know, elegant whirlwind, and um, it's a baselet, it's going to have the exact same internals as the Master Series um, heirloom, for example. And so they'll act exactly the same. So it's just the different, as far as that goes, the different series is just hilt complexity in design, basically. Okay. And then some of them in the master series, um, the the pixel ones will come with a case and a blade plug and a stand. Oh, not to add those. Very cool. I I know for Zoe and I, we're probably going to be ordering the uh, the wheel kit, the the belt clip kit, so we have them for okay. for our costumes. Um, yeah, whether definitely. it's we're in smuggler mode or in uh, Jedi mode. Um, but I'm curious if I wanted to extend mine just a hair, do you sell extender pieces for a blade to make them longer if, if needed? So like to make the hilt longer? Itself, yes. The hilt itself for the blade? Uh, the, the hilt. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, well, just just that piece alone that, that adds the cover tech wheel um, will extend your hilt about two inches. Okay. Because um, it's it's just a piece that goes in between the handle and the pommel. Right. And it has the the cover tech wheel on there. And then you can also, if you want even longer, you can just buy. Um, I can yeah, we definitely have extension pieces from like. Three inches and five inches, I believe, that will make your health longer if you like. Okay. Yeah, we actually um, have a lot of parts that are not on the website, um, but that's something we're going to add pretty soon. I'm hopeful, probably, definitely before, you know, the Black Friday sales and all that. But um, we're going to add, uh, probably do some different types of kits. So, like, you order your saber and it comes with some extra pommels, some extra emitters oh cool things like that and then 
Yeah, um, and then I'll probably have just like just the parts themselves that you can get also. I, I mean, like when I hold two hands, my top hand is almost below, or almost covers up the bottom row of uh, light holes on the emitter. Yeah, the emitter. So yeah, um, that the, the silver, the quick silver and dark silver are pretty short. Um, they're one of the shorter hilts. But uh, such a such a gorgeous hilt, though. Well, yeah. it allows you to use it's it with one handed. Um, yeah, it is. It's kind of, I consider it like a Jarkai hill. It's one handed, dual wielding or one handed. Um, uh, you can definitely, you know, it has that little choke point on the top where you can sink your fingers in. But um, yeah, yeah, if you, you, you can add an extension to it, um, you can, there's a choke point extension too that you can add above the button. So it can, you can extend it on the upper side. Um, so if you feel that's where you want your hand, have some more real estate. I, well, I know with the Covatac will, that extend at the bottom. I was almost thinking yeah. an, another extension right right below the button, right before the fluting. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, you could do that. Because the button. And, and do, do the kind do of a three inch just, there. Yeah. And that'd lift the button up some. Yeah, it's, it's like, a, yeah. Oh, we may have to talk about pricing on this afterwards. And then that also allows me to identify mine from, from Zoe's. So I didn't realize Yeah. It, in normal light, the dark silver and the quick silver look very close. Um, the difference yeah, is it, it, it's uh, the gunmetal uh, <laughs> is the dark silver. And I, I just love having the, the darker look. And I think the best explanation, I, th I think we mentioned it in the video, is you know, with Zoe, quote unquote, being my Padawan, uh, since she's my daughter in real life, hers is newer, mine looks a little looks like it's got some wear to it or, or some age to it aged yeah so uh love that but it only makes sense too that mine would be a little longer as well um yeah definitely now how did yeah, i think if you add a few pieces of the yeah yours so where where did the design for um dark silver quick silver and the golden rod which is they're all the exact same hilt just different whether it's silver the gunmetal or, or gold where where did the design idea come for this um that some some of the designs were built by the manufacturer themselves um when i first you know started this business and the quicksilver was actually one of their first ones that they had already built um and then uh i that was actually my first favorite one and then i was just like you know i would just really love a gold one like, i just love gold I love gold and so, <laughs> like, i was like can you guys do a gold finish and um they're like yes absolutely and um and that was actually one of the first savers that had the gold in it and i thought they nailed it so then some of my other designs i have added some gold and um and then just getting the dark silver like they just brought that along because actually they had um uh what is it uh, the darth maul um was the first one that had that coloring to it and um so that was like a really popular color. So we just wanted to get that in some awesome. other designs too. See, I like the gold, but the gold is just not me. But it, it looks great on that blade. Yeah. Uh, 
and, and that's what that's the cool thing about it with this particular I, I, I think my my wife you know, we had mentioned you know if my wife was to get one down the road we'd probably get her the gold one um, that way we could tell who's is whose it would be that family of sabers right. but I just love now what was the first saber that you designed on your own with the company um let's see here probably the eclipse um eclipse well well i had um the mystic knight was um one of my customers actually helped me design that one and uh so that was probably the first one that we built all our that you know it was all ours and that's kind of why we feature that one because that was kind of plus it's just really elegant and has that high republic feel i just really like that one a lot and then in the hand that one feels amazing it's just it's unbelievable how how i missed that one i don't know i guess i didn't scroll down that's far like the on one the page. first lot first time it's the one that's like in the background when you first land on the page Okay. Uh, well, the one that I always get is the Samurai's Pride when I get to the homepage. Uh, where the one that's like behind uh, I, the it, logo. Yeah, is the Samurai's Pride? No, that's the Mystic Knight. Okay. Well, the, well, that's yeah, that's Mystic Knight. Samurai's Pride looks a little similar because they both have subas. Um, that that circular guard. Um, the Mystic Knight circular guard's way more detailed and has yeah. some cool angling to it. And, I really nice polish. I'll be honest. When I when I went through, I saw the logo. I knew I could scroll down, but I went clicking sabers. I go to Prentice, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> and then boom, Quicksilver's right there. I'm like, okay, that caught my attention. I like it. Um, the black rook. I mean, I like the black rook. Uh, it's just, to me, the this is my opinion because, uh, and this is what's great about you know the sabers is you know even with the Jedi themselves, they had their own styling to them. Yeah. It's too straight of a handle, if if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I think I, I, I agree with that. It's got the I love the emitter, flared emitter. So it's a little off. Yeah, it's uh, kind of it's kind of like a dark side saber. Yeah, um, I like that one with a different pommel personally. I, I love that emitter, um, but it, it's just the the beyond the emitter. It, it's it's just too too stickish. Right. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, that's. Wait, I would, I would change it up. Early, early designs. I, I would take the pommel off the Justicar and throw that on there just to change it up. Yeah. But that, but that's a me thing. I like that a lot. Uh, um, yeah, so we I, have the we have a couple others that have that emitter. Um, uh, I forget their names off the top of my head. Um, shoot, the, I'd have to look. But they're they're in the apprentice line also, and they have the 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 rook emitter with different handles and pommel. If I if I just scroll down a little further on the page, um, the other two that really stand out uh, is the Eclipse, but I'm also really digging that Event Horizon. I, I, I think that's such a gorgeous blade. Yeah, I like that one a lot. So what, what, as I'm looking through the yeah, sabers here, um, a lot of them have the two choices here of the RGB Echo Smooth Swing Soundboard or the, what is it, the Profi Board version. What's the difference between these? Is that um, the blades that you were talking about earlier? or? Yeah, basically it's it's both the blade and the electronics. So the Profi Board, um, because of the chip shortage, we don't have right now. So we we have the Xeno, what we call Xenopixel. Um, so it's a little different. But uh Basically, that's um, 
it's a more advanced uh the profi board is one of the it's very advanced it's got um you can like program it to do crazy stuff and it's it's kind of like a hobby grade thing where you really you know you have to almost learn the programming language to to really take advantage of it wow. um but uh the xenopixel version you can add your own custom fonts to and um, it's it's upgradable um so like as we bring out new firmware for it you can um it can be updated so you don't have to like put a whole new core in when there's new changes um so so it has but yeah that that one's really nice this, so it has built-in built storage where you can add, add more to it. Yeah, yeah. And so right now we have, I was that's like the advanced board. And um, as you can see, it has an advanced price. <laughs> but uh, our Xenopixel, which you can add, it's somewhere that's under the accessories. You can add it to any order and it upgrades your baselet to a Xenopixel, which has the Xenopixel blades. So when you turn on your saber, it extends outward, just like in the movies. And tracks down into the hill as when you turn it off and it can do flames and things like that um and you can add your own um sound fonts so if you get go online and purchase some found sound fonts or download some you can add them to and it's way easier to add sound fonts to it than the profi board so it's kind of like a mid-level option uh, for people who want something a little more than the baselet now, yeah, and that's the one that has the pixels inside the blade itself. For me personally, I think the RGB Echo is perfect if you're going to be doing a lot of dueling, because then you don't run the risk of damaging the LEDs in the blade itself, and then having to buy yeah, a replacement I, blade. I, yeah, I can definitely see where you're coming from there. Um, but like a lot of like I tell people, if if you're not like swinging like you're swinging a baseball bat hard as you can. At each other like even then it should hold up and if it doesn't i replace it so i have a dueling warranty on even the profi blades or the pixel blades so even if you are dueling with it and it breaks we're going to replace it for you so i don't want people to limit if they're dueling you know they they if they want the extra effects would that come with the pixel blade but they're hard duelers i don't really want them to be limited by stuck if they want that and that's why we warranty it for a year, even even if you're dealing with it. Okay. How, with all the different companies out there, what's been the reception uh, from the the fan community or the saber community uh, to to y'all's blades or, or to y'all's products? Um, well, when I started in late 2018, it was definitely a different environment. Um, there weren't there wasn't as many saber companies. Um, and like ours were significantly cheaper than almost everyone else's and they had um, more features than most of the others you know so and not you could get the same similar features in other companies savers but it would cost you like in some cases two or three hundred dollars more than ours and so when we first came along we the feedback was insane. Like we were just, people were stoked basically. Um, and yeah, and then since now, like there's, yeah, there's so many more people just coming up and just pop. It's like, it's, it's insane, but um, we've, we've stayed as competitive as always. Um, 
our customers are they're super loyal. We get, we, I mean, you can you can look on our, you know, on like the YouTube unboxings and reviews and the, our Facebook uh, reviews and stuff. And people just, they, I mean, we try, my, my thing is you, you could go anywhere to get a saber nowadays. And um, to me, it's like, this is a, a reflection of who I am in some regards. So I want to be on one level I want to have like white glove service you know and right. uh, our customer service people you know like that's to me that's I, if, if I want it to be the greatest experience you've had with the company and so I go out of my way to make that happen um, right. y'all have been great and that's why like what was that so y'all have been great honestly oh thanks <laughs> yeah so I just you know I just want people to have just I mean, I've been a lifelong Star Wars fan. I used to work with LucasArts on Star Wars Galaxies. Um, I've seen, I saw the movies in the theaters when they first came out. Like I, I'm a, like I'm a fan, fan. <laughs> so I want people to just have, I just want them to get their saber, and I want it to work, and I want them to just have an awesome experience with all the all the way. So you may know a friend of ours then, uh, a gentleman by the name of Mark Went. Mark Wynn. He was in Lucas Sounds Licensing for, for a long time. He worked at Lucas Arts? Uh, he, he worked at the ranch uh, under with the licensing oh, group. Okay. I've been to Skywalker Ranch. I've only been to the Skywalker Ranch one time. Okay. So <laughs> we actually, I, I worked for Sony Online Entertainment at the time. And oh, we were, okay. We were the pretty much the developer for Star Wars Galaxies, and Lucas Arts was our publisher. Okay. So we had to work with LucasArts a lot, um, but just with that video game team. And then, and you know, we got to go to Skywalker Ranch, and I, I got to eat lunch at George Lucas's table. He wasn't there, though. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, so, like, that was, you know, that was a really surreal experience for a super fan. But, yeah, I didn't uh, get to meet, like, a ton of people over there. Now... Getting back to some of the effects on, on the saber, there are three different blade effects: stable, unstable, on the base and, yeah. and pulse. That's correct. Can you explain the, the differences? Obviously, stable that makes sense. It's nice and solid. Can you explain the un- difference between unstable and pulse? Yeah. So, yeah, like you said, stable is like the standard, like almost every blade you see in the movies. Um, unstable is on the base slit, um, it's meant to mimic blades like Kylo Ren's, um, and so like it has a, a fast flickering effect, um, almost kind of like how his was like, right. so this kind of a, a visual to that sound, and so to speak. Um, and then the pulse is a more gentle, slower flicker, meant to be kind of like. Um, Maybe like Luke's after is ripped in half, <laughs> you know, something like that. Well, I guess it's Anakin's version, but yeah. So um, on the on the pixel blades, the, those effects are like next level. Like the unstable looks like Kylo. It's like flames, like blah blah blah, you know. And, um, and you can actually do flames where they like come out of the hilt and flicker up and dissipate at the top. And um, there's uh, pulse that does like 
it's a more that's the benefit of the pixels are you can program them to light up anywhere along the blade so you get can have like the pulse kind of undulating in different areas and um, oh, wow. the saber blocks for example when you block do the saber deflection you'll see it appear at a, a pinpoint spot it's like it's hit that point on the blade um, same with the flash on clash it's more pinpoint on the pixels whereas in the baselet kind of the whole thing lights up a little bit right so that's yeah that's the main difference on those and should I be concerned if I put mine on solid and it pulses or it's not solid? It, so if you, it does something different. So if it's just make sure that it's truly unstable because sometimes when it says unstable, it, it can almost sound like it's saying stable. <laughs> sometimes the un is clipped a little bit. Right. So it's like stable. I, I think for it's mine, stable. I think pulse. for mine, Mine's on pulse and it's a stable blade. Pulse should look on the base light just a little bit. It'll look like it's just a slight flicker every now and then. Okay. But then if, if what you should do is look at yourself in a dark room in a mirror okay. and do pulse, unstable, stable. And if they're not different, let me know because then that's a bug and we'll replace the core for you. No problem. Um, Ken, you got any other questions? Before I, I, you know me, I could dominate. Yeah, the questions. Like I, said, I want to give you a chance to get in. All these on the website, and I'm just loving everything I'm seeing. I mean, this is amazing. Now, I will say, and, and Zoe is now saving her money up because y'all carry two different sabers that she wants to get, and um, the first one she wants, she wants the staple gun saber. She wants Ezra's. Uh, no, yeah, Ezra's. Yeah, Rebels cause. <laughs> How difficult was that to to piece together? And looking at it, the price you're charging for it is incredible. Yeah, that one was. That's you know, obvi- obviously, like the design existed, so it wasn't too. Whenever you know design exists, that's pretty easy to copy. Um, that one's pretty intricate, though. When you have to like take it apart and stuff, it's got multiple pieces and layers, so it's it's it's. it's uh, as it, like for a salvager, it'd be kind of fun to put together, you know. Um, but that one, I I have to admit, when I first watched Rebels and he put when he had that, I was just like, eh, I don't know about that. But it's grown on me mostly because the Rebels were so great. It you know made the saber great. But um, for, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting design. <laughs> for for Zoe. Uh, as soon as they made the replica of it available in the parks, we gave her, she had the option at the time of doing the, you know, flip blade, you know, the flick blade, normal plastic blade thing, oh, um, right, right. you know, that you can find at the stores as well. Um, build your own from, from the parks. As she, as she was starting to build that she turned, turned her head. I didn't see it, but she saw the, the replica of the, the toy version of this. And she's like, daddy, can I get that instead? I really want that saber. It's like, yeah, we'll do that instead. And that's one of the sabers that when she uses that particular style, she's always using that saber. She really loves it. So when she saw that and then saw that you guys also have um, Ahsoka's Clone Wars sabers. Yeah, the snippy bundle. Yeah. She. <laughs> you can get those individually. Also. Oh, no. She'll, she'll be getting the uh, she'll be getting the bundle. Um, now, are those ones available can, with white blades? Yes. They, uh, yeah, all the um, yeah. Basically, that's okay. the first color when you first get your save blocks up is white. Since he brought that up, um, I'll let you explain 
how the blade colors work. This is also a cool process. Sure. Uh, basically, when you have your saber on, you hold down the button and let it flash twice, and uh, and you let go, and it'll start to kind of do an RGB cycle. Um, so it'll go through all the common Canon colors, and, and then it'll shift between different hues, so you can get like kind of different shades of each color. And then when you find the color that you want, you just tap your button and it locks it in and it'll stay that way until you go through that process again. And um, you can do white, blue, red, green, purple, yellow, um, and then like cyan, you know, this in-between colors and pretty much any color you can think of is represented. Now that, that's the that's the rainbow option, right? Where basically it's like color wheels, the LEDs. Yeah, that's for the baselet that it'll do that. For the pixel blades, um, those are more advanced. So you, you'll get the regular colors and then between colors, but you can also do multicolors, like an actual rainbow blade, Ooh. Um, which that's literally cool. is a rainbow blade. <laughs> <laughs> um, or you can do like, a one that will like be blue that has white flowing through it or um, red with orange flowing through it, things like that. Okay. Now, for me, when I chose my color, because uh, the way you, you just described uh, with the color wheel method, it's how Zoe came up with her purple, her, her shade of purple. For me, I did the solid color option because I wasn't getting the green that I wanted or I couldn't get the green. Yeah. I couldn't stop it on the green stop that I wanted. <laughs> so with the solid, right. It, it's, it's right there. It, it goes blue, green, red. Yeah, I just, there, there is no, no fade from one color to another. It goes yeah. right. It, it's totally. point blank. You want blue? Here's blue. You want red? Here's red. You want orange? It's orange. It's yellow. It's yellow. Um, yeah. And it's the best of those colors too. Definitely. So I, I did the green. So here I am green blade Vader's effects. I'm a happy camper. <laughs> yeah. That's tough. And, and, event, and eventually, you know, I, I mean, I have a master's replica Darth Vader saber. Eventually I will grab a dark legacy and it will be a green blade. That's, that's all there is to it. <laughs> Blasphemy. <laughs> that's, well, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> the one thing that's cool is because Vader, it's awesome watching through the movies and then just looking at lightsabers and um, how just the Skywalker legacy and how the how similar everyone. I mean, obviously, some of them was the same lightsaber passed down, right? like Anakin's to Luke to Ray right, was right. all the same lightsaber. But if you look at Vader's saber, it's so close that it's it's awesome because it's almost the same blade, yeah. just dark. It's like an evolution, or, and, um, with a lot more black on it's it. Like a dark evolution. Yeah. It's really, yeah. It, it, yeah. Totally. It's very similar. And the the emitter housing changes uh, from the standard graphics graphic stick to to more still almost a graphic handle, the graphics handle. Uh, but the emitter changes, and I think the other big change is the ignition switch. Yeah, the ignition switch, and it has the exposed crystal on it. Yeah, I saw that with a couple of these too. That's actually really cool seeing the exposed crystals on these. Yeah. Yeah, I love the Darth Vader one with the exposed crystal with a red blade. It just Yeah. So awesome. And the cool thing is this Dark Legacy one actually has a Darth Vader nameplate on it. Yeah. And you can see that. Yeah. Oh, I I saw that. I'm like, wait, did they do this in the movie too? And or for the Well <laughs> you, you never display purposes. Oh, you, you never know what the original. Uh, I mean, if you well, look, this, 
That's for all your non-Star Wars friends who happen to see it sitting on the wall. Yeah. Tag his own lightsaber. Well, we'll touch it. This one's mine. Well, watch Empire Strikes Back when when the lightsaber is in the snow, pommel up. You can, you can see the edging on the bottom of the graphic stick or from the from the graphics. Yeah. You, you can see made in wherever <laughs> on the bottom. Right. So. <laughs> It's like they did nothing to, to fill that in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when they first well, made it, then, the, you know, probably the resolution wasn't good enough. Yeah, the film quality was to the point where you couldn't see it then. True. Now, I'm flipping through these. The one I keep saying that looks familiar, but I can't figure out what the butcher is. That one you guys designed yourself, or is that actually based on one we've already seen? Wait, where's the butcher? So yeah, that's, um, that's, that's Revan's. Revan. I say it looks familiar. It's Revan's. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I try to, um, if you notice, like the little ad copy about like the little story for each one. Um, mm-hmm. I try to, if it's a, if it's a character saber, I try to bring that character's story into it a little bit without running afoul of LucasArts copyrights or whatever. So I got to get creative, but I try to get this the spirit of um, the character in there if I can. So some people are like, hey, they play like the guessing game. Is that so and so? So. I guess the the biggest one that I've seen, and I know uh, I've seen a lot of great reviews on how y'all's looks or how Rebel Sabers looks uh, compared to some of the others, which uh, that other company that should remain nameless on their version of this looks <laughs> horrible. Uh, I'm talking about the Beacon, the Calcasta Saber. Oh, yeah. How, yeah, how actually, har- there's a YouTube review comparing both of them. <laughs> yes, and that, that's where I saw this. Ours and other companies. And, uh, oh. <laughs> and it's like there's I, just there's hor- actually I liked their um, the color scheme they did and stuff on theirs. It just was just too big. Yeah. Well, and then what they did at the pommel area is like eh, no. Um, how <laughs> how hard is is this particular saber to get screen accurate? Because even even Disney's is not even. I mean, it's close, but it's it's still yeah, cause it's funny because still not there. A lot of yeah. Sometimes we don't always shoot for exact screen accurate either. We kind of like do variations. Um, that one in particular, I thought was worthy of variation because you know screen accurate is kind of funny because even in that there's no real screen version of that it's it's from the game and in the game you get to alter it and make it look different right so it's kind of um kind of a little homage in that way that it's not super it's not exact but um i think it captures the spirit of it right but even still even with and sometimes definitely like if we want to do you know time on the machine is key so if something's going to be too complicated, it'll just make it'll just make it cost too much, and so right. you got to make sacrifices there too. Because I know with even in game, the pommel or the the pommel area has always got that frayed, broken, cut through look. No matter however else you modify the saber. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we have we have a damaged version that does that, but it's. Again, it's it's a toned down version of that because to make it look like that in the game, it would it would be cost prohibitive, you know, to right. mass produce. The, are there in the master line? Is there plans to add 
other sabers. Because uh, I yeah, for sure. Because um, I know Do- uh, Doku's is missing, Mace is missing. Actually, that was going to be one of my next questions: was Are you going to Are you planning on making any of the curved hilt lightsabers like a Dooku? Yeah, it's. Um, That'd probably be a little bit more of the difficult. With our our core, yeah, because of our cores are straight, and um, we are, you know, it is being worked on. We do have a curved piece that can, you know, you can add to a saber to make it a curve, but it's more of an angle as opposed to a gentle curve, and it has to go below the core. Um, so. And uh, I personally don't like the way they look, um, so I don't have them on my website, but um, I'll probably put them on there. But I do we're definitely hope to get a, a legit Dooku in there um, and a, 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 a Sidious for sure. Because uh-huh. uh, I would love to see like uh, Mace or um, Hit Fisto or Plo Koons as well. Those are some great looking sabers. Plo Koons, um we actually had that one for a while. It's, it's just one of those generic, uh, what, do you call, what do they call them, um, clan savers. Like, you'd see several Jedi had them. Um, okay. And then, like, what's, uh, Grievous was wielding one, too, when he, like, pulled out a bunch of them. Uh, but he also had, if you slow down where he wields, you can see he has Anakin's lightsaber, too. So that doesn't really count. But, <laughs> so they ran out of models, I guess. But... <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, a th- very unique one. There's always going to be new models coming to each line. Like we just recently, the the Ahsoka's and the Ezra and um, Kanan Saber, those are all new to the Master Series recently, like within the last month or so, right, month or two. Which one's the Kanan one? Is that the survivor? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Well, the other one I saw here that is um, that I really like as I'm looking because I like the hair heirloom because I like the um, I love I've always loved Anakin and Luke's lightsaber, but this Legacy of Hope, which I believe this is the one Ray puts back together, isn't it? Yes. This is the repair. Yeah. The, this is the uh, Skywalker the scavenger. Yeah. Yeah. Legacy. yeah. Legacy of I Hope. I love that. I love I love the little bit of leather in the middle there. It that's got the uh, that's where um. It's slightly, sh- it yeah, should be slightly shorter reforged. than the than the normal Luke. Yeah, that's the reforged Anakin, basically. Which is another. Yeah, I like that. I like the way that one looks a lot. But yeah, that leather piece kind of makes it pop. And speaking of the, how did, did you guys like the new movies? I know oh. that's a done to death topic, but see the sequels. We all must be listening. <laughs> you, you must be listening to our show because I was getting close to the point of being able to flip the tables and have you ask us questions. So we'll just go <laughs> and start. Well, I do um, have questions. <laughs> Ken, I'll let you start first. Well, we've talked about it on here that um, they're not my favorite of the night of the what ten or twelve movie eleven movies now. I think it's eleven. Well, or, or, let's not let's eleven not live action movies. <laughs> well, let's just stick with the with the saga films, the episodic saga films. It's not they're not my favorite of them. But but they're still Star Wars, and they still um, they're yeah. still necessary. They're still needed because they're all part of the of the story. Whether or not you like the way they told the story or the way it was designed, it's still part of the story now. So um, I don't have a right. major problem with them. But the um, Force Awakens.
Pelicans, I loved. I thought that was exactly what Disney needed to do. The other two had, I've had my problems with them, but they're not, it's not, um, it's still in the end of the day, I would watch Star Wars over most anything else. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of echo a lot of I those. I feel like, um, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I echo some of those sentiments. I love Force Awakens. Uh, of the the newer films, uh, Force Awakens was great. Uh, part of it was for me is the sentimental of being able. That was the first Star Wars film I got to take Zoe, my daughter, to the theater to see. Totally. So totally. so I got to, and of course my dad was still alive at the time. So here here's my dad. I happen to glance. And my dad's looking at me, smiling as I've got a grin as in turning to my daughter. <laughs> smiling and watching her just holding like a small handful of popcorn just watching going mouth open i'm like just put it in your mouth keep going i know you're i know you're in love with this but keep eating <laughs> but the, the emotions of taking the kids first time to the theater um last jedi i'm the most critical of of any of the films that one i'm the most critical of yeah um and i and i felt there was some redemption with rise of skywalker um i i think they fit and it helped fix some of my issues with last yeah, jedi I agree. but I, the last two films just they didn't carry this usually and, and the guys pick on me about this of the prequels i love attack of the clones that's my favorite of the three um and even though yes there i acknowledge ken there is more love story in that it doesn't it doesn't carry like a love story like i get with revenge of the sith and i, and I think i'm looking at the love story different in living in revenge of the sith as i do to attack of the clones because I, I feel like it's being forced a little bit too much yeah whereas attack of the clones yeah, it, totally. it, it carries you know it, it still carries through the vibe that we start to get from phantom menace and it seemed more of a natural progression um original trilogy like most people empire strikes back hands down favorite film of all the episodics typically your second film in the trilogy is the strongest film i i think in this in the sequel trilogy it's force awakens it's the strongest yeah i agree with that yeah, like we've said for many times, is um, yes. one of the major problems I think that they had with the sequel trilogy was um, the other two trilogies were written. They had a through line and like an outline at least, starting at the beginning of where they're going to end up at. The sequel trilogy was written like a relay. Yeah, race. totally. Well, there was, yeah, they had no idea where the end was going to be. <laughs> they just knew where they're going to start at. There was also consistency too on yeah, that was just horrible on, on writers. Whereas the sequels, like there were different writers and the directors did most of the writing mm-hmm. and, and yeah that's just and there and there was no that was the failure i believe and i and to me i think the biggest failure out of the whole thing was there was no they did lucasfilm i'm not gonna say kathleen kennedy lucasfilm as a whole did not <laughs> mandate i guess yeah, maybe the word i want uh, it, it's, it's not exactly the word i want they did. They didn't guarantee J.J. Abrams as tied into all three films, whether he was directing them or not. He wasn't there to to see. He started the vision, but didn't carry it through. Yeah, like I said, they didn't have an yeah. outline saying, "Okay, this is where we have to end at. This is where we start. Now let's fill in the middle." It, it was almost like you're gonna do a, you're gonna do three three episodes to end the saga, and you're gonna and, there, and there's not gonna be anyone can, to to help make sure a vision. There, there's no visionary for the for the for the pre no, for the sequels. It was carte blanche. Do what you want. Yeah, that was horrible. Yeah, also the whole um, not bringing the original characters together. That that kind of yeah missed opportunity, especially since Leia died and Carrie 
Yeah, Carrie died what, shortly after yeah. uh, Force Awakens, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean... It, they were in the middle of... They had, ju- they had just wrapped filming principal, I think, on... Um, Last Jedi. Last yeah. Jedi. So that was the opportunity. And Force Awakens, even if you're going to kill Han off, still bring the trio <laughs> together before that point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and actually, huge, I, I would that's have, probably my biggest complaint. And I would have waited till I, I would have killed Han off in the beginning of Last Jedi, if anything, because if you're going to pass yeah. the torch, you, you have the the original trio or the the original core: Chewie, Han, Luke, Leia, with the new core of Finn, Finn, Poe, and Ray. Or have your your new and old trilogy, and your your person your divide line is Chewy. So you have your new and old trio standing side by side at the end of the first film would have been ideal. Yeah. All right. So here's here's a question. Um, what was your guys' first Star Wars experience? You want me to take this one, Ken, or do you want to take this one first again? Go ahead. For me, my first Star Wars experience was. I, I'm old enough to have been able to have seen it from the beginning in the theaters. And actually the first theater for me for A New Hope was a drive-in movie theater. And it was a double featured Star Wars followed awesome. by Star Wars. And I stayed, and apparently I stayed up to watch both showings. And, and that's, <laughs> that's what set the spark to eventually put me uh, on the path to, to do what I do now uh, in the entertainment industry and, and as an audio engineer uh, is Star Wars. Nice. So, and and now uh, I'm working my way to not work on Star Wars, but work in Star Wars. Um, I'm trying to get on the entertainment crew for the Star Wars Hotel here at Walt Disney World. Sweet. Good so, luck with that. That'd be awesome. I, I appreciate it. Thank you. And that'd be the dream job. <laughs> right. <laughs> Mine, I'm a couple years younger than Mike. So um, the first movie I remember ever seeing in the theater that I can remember part of the experience at all was Return of the Jedi, which is why actually that's my favorite of all the movies. So it's like I remember um, it was after school. We were rushing to get to the theater. We actually showed up. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think we showed up as R2 and 3PO are walking up to the door. So we missed the first five minutes or whatever was the the Death Star scene. Okay. Yeah. But I thought I remember that was the first. That was my first memory of a movie at all. Is that one? Is that? And then growing up, I I grew up in the 80s. I mean, I was born in 76. So like from right. the, like five years old to 15. Or um, whatever, like four to four to fourteen was the nineteen eighties, and uh, being a kid in the nineteen eighties, dude, Star Wars and GI Joe and Transformers, and that's that was it. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> Any other yeah, questions you have for? Okay, I had the same age as my wife. Uh, I got to, yeah, I got to see them in the theater too. Yeah, the first memory I have of Star Wars is um, the, the big destroyer flying over the screen. Yeah, I can still see it in my mind. That's why I um, um, yeah so uh, I, I loved it in Spaceballs when they did the recreated that and at the very end right <laughs> that's the, the, the best part the, of the I, movie. I break for whatever bumper sticker I'm like okay this is awesome yeah. I appreciate this yeah my kids were cracking up at that just showed it to them recently all right um, what's your favorite Star Wars moment uh, oh. How quick can you answer this, Kim? Because I'm thinking. I have I mentioned how much I don't like favorites. <laughs> oh. um, there's just too much, now, especially now that they've added all the uh, all the new stuff. 
That's really hard. Are, are we talking just the episodics, or are we talking everything? You just said Star Wars. Anything. So. Anything. Yeah, any oh. your favorite Star Wars moment. One that made a big impact on me was actually um, the release of Heir to the Empire. Because, like I said, when um, Jedi came out in, what, 83, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Jedi was 83. So, yeah, 83, I was about six or seven. And so then Star Wars was fading out after that pretty much. And, I mean, it was still there. And I watched droids, I watched Ewoks, all that stuff. But when Heir to the Empire dropped in 91, I'm a freshman in high school. I'm a kid who um, has dyslexia, has I read on um, a little on the slow side. But it wasn't didn't have any major problems. Just I wasn't super fast at it. But I found out. Oh wait, if I find something I really like to read, I blow right through it. And Heir to the Empire was one of the ones that brought that in for me. I'm like, holy moly, this is awesome! I blew right through that book, and then I find out. Wait a minute, the next one's not ready. Uh, (laughs) Well, if you're saying you had to wait six months or a year for the next one, you're saying anything for favorite Star Wars moment. It's got to be the first time I met Ben Burt at Star Wars Celebration. When when I first went, I was in this line, and of course, you know, you get that standard, you know, celebrity fan, you know, celebrities higher, fans lower. As I'm talking to you guys, and you guys can see my hands, and of course, our our listeners right. <laughs> can't. You know, there's a tip scale um, type attitude. Uh, and, I, and finally, I get up to see him, and I'm like, if my family was here, I know you've heard the story, Ken. Uh, if my family was here, they would say it's all your fault. But I I say thank you. And he's like, wait, wait, why is it all my fault? I said, because of you. You're the reason why I got into the entertainment industry and became an audio engineer. As soon as I said that, that that tipped balance, that tip scale, all of a sudden became balance, and it's no longer celebrity fan. It's peer to peer, audio engineer, audio engineer type attitude. And uh, and then two years later, when I saw him again at Celebration Six, walked right up. You know, I have a different look to me now because you know, from the first time I was clean shaven, second time Disney allowed facial hair, so I had a goatee. But he still recognized me. He's like, "You're the, you're an audio engineer at Disney, right?" Like, yes, sir. Well, how's it going? And just conversation again. It's that peer-to-peer type conversation. Now, what are you working on now? What type of gear are you working on? Just to have that type of talk was such... That's probably my biggest Star Wars moment. It's to be able to sit down and and have tech talk with with the gentleman who's my inspiration for being in the industry. Uh, Because I always say, he's not my idol. Because that's that's my parents. He's not my mentor. Because I never worked with him. He's my inspiration. And, and, And that's where he should be. He should be an inspiration. If I've never worked for him, then he's an inspiration on why I got into the industry. And it's because of his work on Star Wars and my love of Star Wars that you know, I, I went the career path that I went. That's a great story. Very cool. Now, if you're talking right. favorite Star Wars moment okay. from a film, that's a whole other, whole other issue. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear it. Yeah. Well, let's get a moment from the film. Uh, shoot. Which film? You <laughs> had to open that can, didn't you? I did have to open that can, didn't I? <laughs> um, any of the films. Notice I didn't say series either. I'll just leave it at the films. Big, we'll keep it big screen. Uh, favorite moment? I think for me, the biggest moment is the adats when we see the adats for the first time. Yeah, that's a good. Moment. That's legit. What about you, Ken? I'm still thinking. He knows when you saw the Ewoks for the first time. They are awesome. That and the good laugh when you first see Jar Jar. Yeah. See, I'm one of the few people that actually don't mind Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> 
he, he's, if, you've ever, if you watch the Clone Wars, it, it, it actually kind of redeems Jar Jar Banks pretty nicely. See, I had no problems with Jar yes. Jar in the Clone Wars. Yes, the Clone Wars redeems a lot of the characters. In the movies, and, it, and it's nothing against Ahmed Best. It's the way the script was written for the character. In the movies, Jar Jar is just on that edge of being annoying to me. And, and again, it's the script, yeah. not the performance. <laughs> Ahmed Best. Ahmed Best was was great. I mean, I loved his banished. performance. He was banished by his people because he was annoying. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. It'd probably have to be something out of their Empire Jedi. Bob Ken's thinking. My Actually, it, most of the time, it's anything. Anytime we had the X Wings fighting. X Wing battles. Okay. Yeah. Take that. Yeah, those were very cool. Then what was yours? Oh, just uh, the t- the moment when Luke says, "I'm a Jedi like my father before me." Oh, very cool. It's that intense moment. I can see that. Well, since okay, we I have one last question for you. Sure. Did you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? I have read the book, and I love. So I have the, the book sitting beside me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> now I. I do have one final question before. It's not the story of Jedi. <laughs> Favorite lightsaber battle? Hmm. That's got to be the duel on Mustafar. Okay. Ken? That's pretty much the peak of the, what you can do with lightsabers on screen. So I think that's <laughs> yeah, probably much. it. <laughs> For me, uh, I'm actually going to take it from Revenge of the Sith, the opening lightsaber battle between Anakin, Dooku, and Kenobi. Yeah, good. You know, yeah. where where you have Dooku, who who is you know the most eloquent, you know, Anakin, who is the most raw, and then Kenobi, who who is like the the in between, and you see all three styles being done and just come together. It's just I think it's beautiful. Then Kenobi gets gets wiped out really early though. Yeah, <laughs> but but in but yeah. in the beginning, you know, you see the and then Dooku loses on purpose. Yeah. But, yeah, but yeah. just to see the fighting styles, you, you see, you know, Anakin essentially with if he had a claymore, that's what he's using. You now Dooku with the saber and and Kenobi with with a, a katana style and just seeing the three art forms come together, three different styles come to go together for one, it was really amazing. Yeah. And I, and I liked it better than than when we see it in uh the attack of the clones yeah definitely it, it was it was it was better choreographed better a better ballet um in revenge of the sith well, i had one more quick one that um for possibly the future of rebel sabers uh there's star wars fans in um in general a lot of makers are in the star wars fan community especially even in the lightsabers and stuff um and you were saying how like your boards you can reprogram them and stuff if you learn the code and all that do you have plans at some point because your website doesn't have it right now but do you have plans to maybe put out like a parts catalog or something so people could actually customize their lightsabers from parts that you guys have supply yeah um um, that's gonna for sure go up on the website um we'll have various emitters hilts uh or handles pommels um button housings um, things like that and you can buy them either i'll probably do i'll probably at first do like packages like uh this emitter this pommel this handle package type of thing um but Eventually, I'll have individual pieces that you can pretty much build a custom saber if you want, and add a saber core to it. Okay. Very cool. That would be kind of sweet because yeah. then you have a unique lightsaber that's just yours. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It, it takes Savvy's workshop to a whole new level. It's a very good, I think, to build your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Where can people find you online and find Rebel Sabers online? Um, well, of course, there's rebelsabers.com. That's our store. Um, and then on Facebook, we have facebook.com slash rebelsabers. That's our, um, our Facebook page. And uh, that's where we most interact with the community. Um, my customer service girl, Alexandra, she does a Saber Saturday post most yeah. Saturdays. Um, we post news. We post news there. We post uh, new savers, and um, then people just post their own stuff on there too. Uh, we have an Instagram account, and a lot of stuff we post on Facebook gets posted to Instagram. But it's I don't do anything special on Instagram just because I'm I'm not a millennial. I don't know what text going on there. <laughs> We're right there with but, you. Uh, yeah, I mean, so we, we have Instagram and our website and Facebooks. Yeah, we have Instagram, and I, I don't use it much. <laughs> I just don't understand it. Yeah, I, I like look, you know, I like scrolling through it and stuff. But I just, I just click that button on Facebook and said, post it to Instagram too. That, that works. Although when we do um, contests during, whenever we have sales events like summer sales events, Fourth of July, May the Fourth, uh, Black Friday, um, we do contests and often. So far, every contest, every time we've had at least one contest where you can name a saber. Um, and so it'll be a new model that doesn't have a name. And everyone can put in the comments a name they like that they wouldn't want to call it. And then um, whoever wins gets the saber and their name on the saber oh, cool. for the store. So the model, they get their name immortalized in the model and then they get a free one. Um, so we, that, that's about the most times I interact with Instagram because people post on Instagram and on Facebook and so I have to like deal with them both. But usually I just kind of ignore Instagram. <laughs> probably should stop doing that. I, I and then know. TikTok's just a whole other thing. I'll probably try to figure that out eventually. I, 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 I think between three of us, you may end up with three new sabers. Be the salvaged one, salvage two, salvage three. It's almost yeah, not, um, I, I, I'm, I'm almost liking the name salvage. Get a hold of me on message. Yeah, I have a salvage, or it's called. Oh no, I don't have a salvage. I have a scavenger. Yeah. So yeah, make up something and we'll call it the salvage. <laughs> and since there's the three of us, because I hook you all. I, if you guys come up with the design, then I'll give you all one. Oh, that's gonna be tough. Again three of us coming together for one design i definitely i definitely see or you can come up with three individuals and each each get one of those Ooh, there we go and then the and the three yeah the three salvage could be a bundle pack too you get the salvage one two yeah. and three since we call ourselves the smugglers three instead of calling the sabers the smugglers interchange and kind of make your own that that would be right. an interesting thing being smugglers Coming up with a design that does not look like a lightsaber that could be smuggled anywhere. Yeah. Well, look at Kanan, what he did with his saber. <laughs> Almost kind of like Kanan, how he would, yeah, he would take the pieces off. Yeah, I mean, he he, he technically is a smuggler by you know by the time we see him. Technically, yeah, no, he, he was. was a smuggler. Well, he was a smuggler, but he's also a Jedi as yeah. well. So that that's where I'm coming up with the idea uh, for us, since we call ourselves the Smugglers Three, going with our our theming, you know, it's like we're scavenging. You know, we see parts and we're scavenging together yeah. our own lightsaber and create new lightsabers for us to use that that look like something that yeah, that's from scrap metal. Have to be, yeah, and you don't have to 
be super artists. If you sketch it out on paper and send me a picture of it, that'll work. I mean, it's, you don't have to do all the sides or anything like that. See, we'll work I, with whatever you give us. I, I almost would love to get pictures. Uh, we'll, we'll talk after show. Um, <laughs> I almost forgot one of the most important things. For you listeners, if you use the code Wookie at checkout, I believe it's 10% off your Sabre. Yep. So saves you a little bit on a yes. really great Sabre. Add whatever you want to your cart and then at checkout, just put it in Wookie. That's W-O-O-K-I-E-E for 10% off. And I, I'm still in the process of getting that link up on WookieRadio.com or WookieRadio.net. So, Ken, you have anything else? I think that's the... the you have some beautiful lightsabers. Um, I, I th- thank you for coming on and talking about it. I, I think they're some of the best in the business. Uh, like I said, I've seen at least two other companies. Thanks, guys. Appreciate that. I mean, and, and I've held, and I absolutely love Rebel Sabers and what, what I'm holding from them. Uh, and if we don't have anything else, there's only one thing left to be said. That's not it. That's not it. Give the evacuation code signal. That's it. <laughs> All right, cut the chatter. I can hold it. Pull out! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2.